You're listening to DraftKings Network. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mikey A. God bless football, Stugatz. Uh, we got one week to go. It's going to be a glorious week in Las Vegas. I can't wait. Uh, we've had some good episodes uh, this past week. Uh, and we have a good episode for you today. Mike Golick going to join us. Austin Neckler going to join us. Colleen Wolf from the NFL Network is going to join us. The Eagles wide receivers, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith going to join us. Billy's getting excited for Las Vegas next week. we got Andy Reid with Golick to kick off the proceedings. What, you're not excited for Vegas, Billy? What's the matter? It's just, it's, uh, you know, it's starting to feel like it's coming. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, yes. like things have been moving very quickly the last two days, and I, the schedule's starting to fill up, and I'm starting to see what... Uh, Starting to see what's going to be happening next week. So it's exciting. It's an exciting time, but there's a lot. It's going to be a busy week. Uh, Mikey, Billy's a classic overthinker. You and I both know this. You know this. He's starting to get pat. He's starting to get. Falsehoods. He's starting to get stressed out. Stressed out. What do you mean, falsehood? He's starting to pack in his mind. Yes, I can see it. He's starting to pack <laughs> I, in his mind. Right. I, it's different for Billy. Billy's got to organize this. He's got to make sure we're all supposed to be where we're supposed to be at the time we're supposed to be there. Uh, that is difficult with me at times, especially at Radio Row. I feel your stress. It's different for me. I just have to show up where Billy tells me to show up at the appropriate time. That's it. Uh, yeah, Billy's but it's, got a lot of work to do. It's know. not Sorry. just that's it, and it's not as simple as you just show up. Like that's that's half the battle, right? right. Yeah. But I, I listen. I come here, man. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I do. Anyways, so next next yeah. week should be exciting. We'll see how it goes. Also, I haven't been a hundred percent truthful with you on this today's episode, so we'll see how today goes. So we have, uh, as you mentioned, we have Golik, we have Eckler. We have AJ Brown, we have Devontae Smith, and we have Colleen Wolf. Uh, but we got Colleen Wolf through K Funk, so K Funk will be joining us for that interview as well. So what? I know that that maybe you thought that you're going to have a week off from K Funk. Yeah. So it turns out um, when we won the Sports Podcast Award for Best Football Podcast two years ago in 2001, Colleen was hosting the award ceremony. There was an award ceremony that year. Uh, and apparently since that day, K-Funk has been uh, K-Funking and has remained in contact with her somehow. And they've built up a relationship, a friendship of sorts. Uh, so all season, he's been saying, let's get Colleen Wolf on. I'm like, absolutely. So then he's like, okay, I got Colleen. He's like, I'm joining. And I'm like, okay, sure. Oh, so <laughs> see how that goes. You thought you had a week off of K-Funk. Not, not so fast, my you friend. You know, we did this with Jabba once. He joined us with Eli Manning. He was responsible for getting Eli Manning. I could have gotten Colleen Wolf on my own. I mean, That's I not nice. I know. I mean, <laughs> you can always not let him into the Zoom. Just saying. Oh, you Mikey, can always no, Mikey, do that. Mikey, that will create a world of pain for Billy. That, I, quite frankly, I don't want him to have. I mean. It would be funny, though. We should let K-Funk lead the interview is what we should do. You think he won't? Like, whether we let him or not, he's going to be leading that interview. I wonder if K-Funk will, will have different behavior today with Colleen in the room. Or if K-Funk will behave exactly the same. No, no, no. I wonder if he's going to be cursing as much. I wonder if his behavior changes in any way. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, Dan Quinn was hired. There are no more head coaching jobs open. 
uh, guys. Uh, Dan Quinn took the final job. He is the head coach why? of the Commanders. I don't know why Dan Quinn why? was hired to be a head coach. Did anyone watch? Did Washington watch the Dallas game in the playoffs where they gave up a billion points to Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers? I mean, how does he get hired? Mikey, how does he get hired off of that performance? I thought he might go to Seattle because it's like, oh, we know him. He was good. But, like, why does Washington want Dan Quinn? Like, I don't understand that. Because Belichick didn't want them. That's why. <laughs> hmm. Which should speak volumes about the job, honestly. I know they have the number uh, number two pick in the draft. I know people like their defense. I know people like parts of that team. But, I mean, are you kidding? You can't do better than Dan Quinn? I'm telling you, that is a disaster hire. What are you smiling at? You're smirking, Billy. Waiting room's getting populated. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not Colleen. (laughs) Let him sit. Let him wait. All right, let's let her in. She's in her car, by the way. Hold on. Oh, Jesus. I'm here. She'll tell you why. Hold on. Wait. (laughs) Okay. There's a reason she's in her car. We didn't force her into her car. I what? just finished working. I just did a show. I don't have a desk at work, so I have to take all what? of my calls in the car. So you guys are, uh, you're welcome. But uh, welcome to my office. I mean, no, first off, we, we have to slow down here. How how are you and K-Funk? Explain the relationship, the friendship between you and K-Funk, please. This blossoming friendship? You know, it started yeah. because from the Sports Podcast Awards or whatever, yeah, we kept it. We kept in yeah. touch. Let her finish, K Funk. Let her talk. <laughs> We're Instagram friends, and he sends me a lot of salutes. Um, and like you know, uh, responds to Instagram stories about my crazy dad. So that's just how it started, and now that's how it's going. K Funk, I agree. No, that's what you said. She, we kept in touch with the award. She's she's a really, really good person. Funny as <laughs> if you don't follow her on Instagram. Or Twitter follower Colleen Wolf. She she could have her own reality show. Uh, Colleen Wolf, NFL yep. Network uh, host, is with us. She's in her car. She doesn't have a desk. Why don't you have a desk? Why? So they took my desk away because I never sat in it. And then when I went to go actually sit at my desk for the first time at NFL Media, someone else's name was on my desk, and they're like, "Oh, we just like figured that someone else could use it." So. I'm either taking calls in my car or in the locker room at work where like people are getting changed and stuff. So that's also a dicey situation as well. Can we do that? Can we go back to the lock? No, I'm kidding. A classic K-Funk. It's unbelievable. <laughs> By the way, Colleen, we have never seen K-Funk look this good. Okay, he is sober. He's got a tie on. I think he got a haircut for this. I mean, it's amazing. You guys are doing great. I love the tie. It's perfect. <laughs> All right. It looks like Billy, Billy, you feel like she was wronged here that even though you don't use the desk, it's Colleen Wolf, man. You don't just take her desk away and give it to someone else without asking. I mean, I do feel like I was like you were wrong, but I feel like you also set yourself up for that to possibly happen. But I also think that you need to be a diva and you need to demand it back or you just like rip off the nameplate and throw it on the floor and then you go and claim your desk back. I kind of love that move. And then I just like smash a whiskey bottle against the wall and sit yes. down. And I'm like, this is mine. Well, hold on. What does a nameplate look like? Marking because my territory. What does a nameplate look like? And how long ago did you lose this desk? Well, it's tough to say when I lost the desk because I wasn't so monitoring the situation. It could have been four years ago. You don't even know. 
Listen, just get a little. It's some. Um, it's a dicey timeline. It's a little fuzzy. Get a little duct. Get a little duct tape. Put it over the front and just write your f- name on it. Rip off the name, throw it away, and then just mm-hmm. put your name and put all your sh- there and get all of that stuff out and then just reclaim this desk. Yes. But then I'll never sit there. Either. That's fine. So it doesn't matter. I'm gonna matter. take it. I'll yeah. never use it. You don't have That's to. Okay. Do, to do with put, anything. Right. Right. Whether you use it or not is not the point. It's yours. I mean, yeah. exactly. Right. Exactly. A lot of things that are mine, I don't use. But you're right. Like that was my desk to give away, not someone else's decision mm-hmm. to make. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, K. Fuck. Good point. Can we? Uh, first of all, uh, Colleen's a big sneakerhead, like I am. What, what kind of kicks do we have right now with this pink outfit? Well, these. I don't have. I don't like to drive with shoes on. I don't know if that's weird, but I also I don't like to crease them. So I have these today Ooh. because they're like a little fancier. Okay. Nice. So Concord. It was a Concord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. Wait. Nice. So you drive so, barefooted, like? Well, like with socks on. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I I did consider though having like a pair of driving shoes in my car that I could just like hmm. uh, swap out of. Um, but I just like especially the ones they crease so easily. So I hate, and I don't want one shoe creased more than the other. So that's sort of why. I'll tell you this, and not to gross you out, but it's going to gross you out, okay? We have Great. a producer, we have a producer, former producer, who had poop <laughs> shoes because when he was going in a public bathroom, he didn't want anyone to know that it was him. So he would change <laughs> his sneaker. <laughs> so underneath the stall, if you saw him, it was the poop Yeah, Colleen, that's actually a very smart play, right? <laughs> that's like sort of a next level genius move. Um, not even mad about it. Like, that's impressive. Way to like plan ahead. <laughs> Get in front of it. That's great. Yeah, it was Billy. I mean, <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm, jo- I'm joking. It was not Billy. It was not. It was not Billy. So you're like, what? What's going on with your crazy dad? You mentioned your crazy dad before. What's oh, happening let me, there? Let me let me say real quick. Yeah. So Jesus. if you don't follow Colleen, no. Listen, Colleen goes home. She has her childhood house. Tell us about the basement. Give us a little insight on the basement, and then I have a question to follow up. I asked her about okay. her dad, man. Yeah, okay, I'm so asking the questions here, buddy. Hold on. This, so <laughs> okay. it all comes back to my dad. It's all related. <laughs> my parents still live in the house that I grew up in, and my dad is a, a character, but also the basement of this house. They've never thrown anything away, so it's a bit of a situation. Um, the, the basement is filled with, like, pinatas and all sorts of old like signage and he my, my dad also makes wine in the basement so he will make this like moonshine down there amongst all sorts of like playhouses and bikes and there's just like a lot of stuff buried under the rubble but i like to go down there and shoot some videos when i'm home because i never know what i'm gonna find um and k-funk always likes them so the fun the funniest thing one of the funniest things i've seen she holds she has this trophy okay she's holding this trophy i'm like oh this must be colleen's trophy from when she was like in soccer when she was a kid tell them what the trophy was in in the basement this was something that i just discovered the last time i was home i'm always having new experiences and discovering new things my dad gave my mom a trophy every time she had a baby uh so (laughs) we found yeah he had a custom trophy made for her 
So she has a bunch of trophies downstairs, a trophy case um, for all of us. And I guess back then it was like, instead of getting someone a push present, like a, a piece of jewelry or whatever, my dad was like, no, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give her like a, a, a trophy. I don't know if we can curse on the show, but you can. if I could, yeah. I'm going to yeah. give her a mother trophy for all of her work. And I kind of think it's a great idea. What did the trophy awesome look one. like? <laughs> oh it's like a gigantic like regulate like it looked like a bowling trophy like yeah. she won some type of like bowling league but no it was for pushing a baby out so Did it have like stats like names weights anything like that it had like a lovely message on it but i do feel like i should give him these notes um yeah. uh, it's not really going one. to do him any good exactly now well i but... feel like your mom deserved more than a trophy she carried you around for nine months i mean does he know how, how, what a pain in the ass that is I mean... he's just like high five you did great <laughs> trophy but yeah Bro. i know how about a vacation i mean anything <laughs> did he buy himself a participation trophy to go along with it? a ribbon oh that's such a good question like he has a medal somewhere i don't know but maybe i should give that to him for christmas just to add right. to the collection as if they need more uh colleen you know like when you're checking out when you eat i'm a hoarder too so i have a ton of stuff but when you're going through sifting through stuff you never know what's valuable these days so you got to hold on to it you know yeah <laughs> you're pointing at I, me <laughs> don't let my dad hear this i'm bringing my dad to the super bowl with me in uh. vegas and he's never been and we're actually, I'm going to fly with the Thunderbirds. Like the, they do the flyover for the Air Force before the game. So I'm going to do a test flight with them on Tuesday. Wow. And my dad was in the Air Force. So he's like more excited to go to the Air Base than he is to the Super Bowl. But it's going to be a big week for the Wolves. So it's his first Super Bowl, but not his first time to Vegas, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. He's been to Vegas. He does well in Vegas in terms of just like he's a social butterfly. So that's his scene. Okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> a trophy. I can't get past the trophy. <laughs> I know. I know. Seriously, I'm, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It was funny. <laughs> no, but a yeah. gift is you taking your dad to a Super Bowl. It's not. It's not there a you trophy. Go, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But I mean, like this is they. They decided that there was no more room in the basement, and instead of like cleaning it out and getting rid of like I don't know cribs and high chairs for kids that are now like in their thirties and forties. Um, they just got a shed in the backyard <laughs> and then filled that up with more like stuff. Yeah. And the garage, there's like a, there's a 1977 Corvette just like under all, like I can't even see it when I go home because it's just covered and stuff. Hmm. So really we need to get some help. Um, a lot of help is needed. If you guys want to come out, out to my parents' house, to Ed Wolf's house, Done. we could do like a whole situation. We'll do a we could do the live, live from there. Exactly. Live, we'll where's, the Ed, where's Ed Wolf's You'll house You'll get trophies. At. Yeah, where are we going? Tell us. Really? We're going to Philadelphia. Okay, okay, good. Oh, yes, I love Philly. All right, awesome. Yeah. So I want to do this, actually. We're going to go and clean out your garage and your basement, okay? Listen, <laughs> whoever, if me, Billy, Mikey A, K-Funk, if we're all there and one of us finds the valuable thing that's hoarded away in your house somewhere, we get to keep it, right? Finders that's keepers? It. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> we'll 50 50. We'll 50 yeah. 50 the profit with that. <laughs> We're taking the car out of the equation. The yeah, Corvette's off the market. But like there's some old school Huffy bikes down there. There's a lot of great stuff. I feel like a week in Vegas with your dad's going to come home with like just a whole bunch of shit more to add to this. <laughs> he is. He is. He, uh, he was packing today and he asked me how many fedoras he should bring. Yes. <laughs> dad's a baller. Can we get dad on a radio row? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
What are you most excited for? Super Bowl in Vegas. What are you most excited for besides dad? I mean, God, I, I am really excited to fly in an F-16. That is like I got fitted for a G suit because nice. we're going to be pulling G's. And I am so afraid that I'm going to pass out or throw up all over myself. <laughs> So they told me to just like drink a lot of water. So I've been trying to hydrate already just preemptively, but that is one thing, but I'm going to be doing all of like the in-venue hosting at the game. So it'll be cool to just be on the field during a Super Bowl, kind of just chilling and uh, it's a ni- nice seats. I got nice seats at this game. <laughs> That's awesome. Good trying to meet Taylor or what do you think? You know, if it happens, it happens. I don't like to force these things. I feel like it's got to be organic. Um, I'm going to let Taylor come to me. See how that goes. (laughs) You're going to keep waiting, I think. (laughs) Gronk Beach, though. Gronk Gronk Beach on Saturday, though. That's right. That's right. Is everyone going? Are you going, K-Funk? I have a a plane ticket. I'm I'm a game-time decision. He's uh, not going to be there. I have a ticket. I have a plane ticket. Yeah, but you're acting like Taylor Swift's going to be there. The way you position that, no, was no, like no, Taylor is going to be there, and she's not. Kelsey's got a game to play on Sunday. Listen, I mean, I like I like Taylor Swift, but I don't give a shit about her. I'd rather party. The Gronks are my boys. We're partying with them. So okay, but you're not going to be there. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> the last when the Super Bowl was in Miami and the Chiefs won. I ended up going to uh, Travis Kelsey like Super Bowl party and completely missed my flight out of Miami and had to end up like they told me I had to fly to Ontario. And at the time, the next morning, I was like, all right, I, I guess I have to go to Canada today and not even thinking like, oh, there's an Ontario, California. And so that was like a, a lesson learned <laughs> and probably just need to make sure I make my flight out of Vegas. That's the number one priority. I think you got to bring your dad. If the Chiefs win again, you bring your dad to the Kelsey party again, right? You hang yes. out with Travis and you have your dad say, Travis, listen, if you and Taylor or tie the knot and eventually have a kid okay just greet that kid and your wife and taylor with a trophy yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely i think everyone should do it i'm sure yeah. it'll be well received from all the women uh, don't Kelly, worry about cribs we got them <laughs> she has cribs she doesn't even know that they have i mean in colleen's house, exactly I mean, right yeah. exactly um what is going on with your eagle you're from philadelphia I know you're an Eagle fan. I know this job and, and the media in general tends to suck the fandom out of you. I know that. Uh-huh. But, yeah, it does a little bit. But you still love your Eagles. What the hell is happening? Oh, my God. What an absolute disaster. Like, yes. I and I felt we I, I felt it happening. And I had never been less excited to watch a playoff game in my life when they played the Bucks because it just felt like they already lost even before the game was played. I, I you know, it just all kind of fell apart when Big Dom was ejected. And after that, they could never get their footing again. So I don't want to say it's the curse of Big Dom because I love Dom. But maybe they need to, like, bring out some sage and some shamans and, like, make sure that Novacare complex is good to go. I don't know. I was, like, really surprised that they brought back Sirianni this season. And I think it's really interesting that they hired Kellen Moore because they had interviewed Kellen Moore back in 2021 when they hired Sirianni. So clearly they wanted him. And now it's kind of interesting because Kellen Moore kind of enters a, his second Brandon Staley type situation. It almost feels like 
a lame duck kind of with Sirianni there. Obviously, Jeffrey Lurie was so unhappy with the way that things ended the season. And you know that Howie Roseman is probably not given the power now that he was before. So it's sort of like history is repeating itself. When Chip Kelly was hired, they had banished Howie Roseman to like a storage facility on the other side of the complex. (laughs) And now I don't really know what to make of this, but it feels just so awkward. It feels awkward on the outside. I can only imagine how awkward it is on the inside. But if you guys remember Christmas Day, that game that they won – at the end of the game, they were all yelling at each other and it kind of like felt like a family on Christmas. Um, but they never like were able to get their shit together, essentially. And I, I don't know what happened. I don't know like where the disconnect was, but what a total disaster. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, me and Mikey, I are Jeff fans. We'll take your disaster years. OK, <laughs> like, oh, really, man, about to Billy, be out Billy, in the first round of Tampa. I'll take it right Billy, now. I mean, yeah. I was I was at the I was at that Tampa game calling, but let me tell you, me and Billy are diehard Dolphins fans, so the four of us have nothing to say to you because you haven't you have a Super Bowl in the last she few years. Pretty so. good, yeah. She I went know, to the Super Bowl last year. They won one with Nick Foles. They should have won last year. I mean, crazy. Well, hold on a second. They should have won last year. You should have won your, last year. I know. Did your dad want you to take him to the Super Bowl last year with the Eagles there? He, so my dad never really was like a huge football fan. So I actually okay, taught well. my dad about football. And so like the first time I ever gave him a jersey, he walked into the bar wearing it backwards with the name <laughs> on the front. It was Love like, him. oh, no, like tackled yeah. him into the bathroom. Like, you got to fix that. Um, but yeah, he he's just there for the party. Like he he's just down to hang out, essentially. Wait, hold on. So K-Funk, is her dad going to go to Gronk Beach with his fedoras? If I go out there, he will. I don't care if Colleen's working. I'll take her dad. To, no, you to can make it happen for her even if you don't go. You're oh, no, friends yeah, with yeah, the family. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even yes. if I don't go, yeah, she's in. Right. Her and her dad are in for sure. What kind of entourage do you roll with, though? Because if you're like, you know, I got 20 people with me, then you know, it could get a little dicey. It's literally me and my dad. And I got that's, you. that's I got it. You. I got you. Sometimes I will, just me and Ed, sometimes I will actually, um, like, email a place or call a place and I'll be like, Oh, this is Kali most assistant because like, I don't have an assistant, but I end up getting like better service. If I say that I am my assistant. Oh my so God. just like a little pro, uh, pro hack. That's there for you guys. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. It's not a good idea. When, it's a great idea. When have <laughs> I mean, you done yeah. this? Where yeah, I mean, listen, I do the same thing. Like I call and I tell everyone I'm, I'm like, I call and I say I'm Levitard. If you want to know the truth, I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Levitard, table for 10, please. <laughs> when have you done this? You just say, hey, it's Colleen Wolf's assistant. Yeah. Or, or I'll be like, oh, I'll have my assistant, like, you know, take care of this or whatever. Like, if I'm talking to, if I'm trying to get, like, some, like, clothes from a brand for, like, you know, TV or whatever. If I'm trying to borrow something or, like, there's a lot of, like, dresses and stuff for, like, some of these events. I don't want to, like, wear it once and buy it. It's too expensive. So, I'll send my, uh, I'll, I'll send this. my assistant. I'll dispatch her to make some calls, send some emails, put some feelers out for me. So how far have you taken this? Because I know uh, I know someone who does like influencing work right on like uh, social media. And this person went to law school and told me that he when in dealing with brands will say like, oh, I'll have my like assistant reach out to you. And then we'll send an email from himself with an assistant's email address. And then we'll say like, oh, I'll have my lawyer reach out to you, but went to law school. So has a law degree. So also does that. So this person is never the bad guy, but has multiple emails while also just being himself sounding out all of this information, doing multiple Mm -hmm. personalities. 
So have you gone that far where you'll have like your assistant's email like, oh, you know, my assistant Debbie will reach out to you or whatever. A dummy email. Right? And, and and you know what? I, I went one step further. I made sure that my assistant was named Sam. So nobody really knew if it was a guy or a girl. Sam, That's great. Sam Wolf. It should just be Colleen's assistant at Gmail. Yeah. Does Sam, does Sam, wait, does Sam have a last name or it's just Sam at whatever? Sam's. Sam's last name is Fox. <laughs> Sam Fox. <laughs> it has a last name. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> hey, I really need to create a full backstory. <laughs> Where did Sam Fox go to college? Temple. There was a Samantha Fox in, in my grade. Samantha Fox at University of Florida with me. So just she went to UF. Facts. Oh my God! She, Jesus I love Christ. her. She is a great assistant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! God. Listen, Billy. I don't care if we have to bump Josh Allen. I want Ed Wolf on Radio Row. <laughs> I want Sam Fox on Radio Row, and I want Sam Fox. Yes. Oh Next time you come on, come on to Sam Fox, please. <laughs> I'll see if she's available. I don't know. She's pretty busy. Oh, she's she? that busy. Yeah, she's busy making plans for you, right? Yes. Right. <laughs> oh my God! This is this is uh, this this is incredible. <laughs> I'm a disaster. Well, hi. Nice to meet you guys. Like I know you have no desk. You're friends with K Funk. You're talking. Uh, you're taking phone calls in your car, doing interviews. You drive without shoes on. You're a hoarder. You have never fake a sandbox. It's really you. I mean, am I saying too much? Is this too much? No, it's the best. It's it's the best thing on this episode. And this episode has AJ Brown and Devontae Smith on it. <laughs> She fits in perfect to the guys. If the Goon Squad was on, she'd be right in there with Gronk and all those guys for sure. Yes. Oh, yeah, we don't want to subject her to that. We've subjected her to you. That's enough. <laughs> oh, my God. No, you guys are the best. <laughs> oh, my God. I read that you rescue animals. You bring them home. I think that's so awesome. Uh, how many animals, how many pets do you have at your house? Okay, so right now, right now we're just down to one. So I'm in the market. Um, I sent Sam out looking at some of the different listings near me. So we're looking for like a border collie mix. That's usually the vibe. But uh, we have da we had Blitzen. Uh, I have Dasher now. My parents have Vixen. We have the full reindeer squad. So if you know of anyone who uh, has an extra dog just hanging out that needs a place uh, they can come over to my house and we don't hoard at my house. That's just like the other, just <laughs> the adds, other situation. Yeah. Right. So plenty of room to run around. Okay. Right. Walking. Not at Colleen's sure. house at Sam. Right. I got it. Sorry. About right. That. Right. I I'm talking to two people at once. <laughs> do, you, do you foster the, you foster the dogs or do you actually just adopt them yourself? So I started to foster the last dog and it was like one night and I was like, well, you're adopted. So I'm not a great foster. It's yeah. um, I get like way too attached to too fast. But I had worked with when I lived in Philly, this organization called Pilots and Paws um, because my dad's a pilot and he was teaching me how to fly. And so I just like. I love planes and I love dogs. And so it felt like kind of a perfect match. And so it's like this network of pilots that use their own planes and their own money. And they take all of the seats out of their planes and they transport dogs and cats from high kill shelters to rescues. And so it's just like faster and less hard on them than going like a lot of truckers do it as well. But uh, that's how I found the last dog that I have now, Dasher. So Colleen Wolf is with us, NFL Network host. She's fantastic. She's great. Um, but I, I do have to uh, I have to ask you this. Lucy, one of our producers and on-air personalities, uh, she rents dogs for a day. 
Meaning oh, now not, it's well, no, I mean, not Billy, entirely I, how it works. I'm not representing. She does a nice thing. She takes a dog who's in a shelter, takes it out for the day, but then returns it to the shelter. So which one <laughs> she admitted as, that as part of a program, not as some sort of right. weird thing that she does where she adopts a dog and then returns it, because that would be insane. Oh, no. Now, the thought behind it is very sweet, very nice. She is very sweet. She is very nice. She is very lovable. She's fantastic, okay? But you can't connect with a dog like that for a day and then just bring it back to the place. Am oh, I wrong? That would break my heart. But also, she is doing such great work because, like, they need the human interaction. So... I don't know how she's doing it. Like, she's a better person than me because I would just keep accepting more dogs into the house. Right. <laughs> Hoarding is sort of in my DNA. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we've learned. Uh, we're all in the business of, uh, of telling stories here. So I'm wondering what story from the Super Bowl here, which is the better story for you guys to tell the story moving forward? Is it Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, winning a Super Bowl? Is it Mahomes winning his third? Is it Andy Reid winning? What storyline do you uh, do you want? Do you covet? Well, for me personally, I, I like the idea of the Niners just because it's something different. I totally respect what the Chiefs have been able to do. And even with their offense looking so off all season long. And I love Steve Spagnolo. His defense has been so good. And that's like such a, a switch for the defense to be the star of the Billy show. Guy. Yeah. And yeah, I just like Spags forever. I love him. But I just I like new I, I like new stories and I and I want the Niners to kind of get this because I feel like as a whole the team is almost like this AI generated like perfect team with all of these like incredible athletes that can do so many different things and you have this great play caller and Kyle Shanahan but when I look at the players individually I love the team even more like Fred Warner is so awesome and so easy to root for and like all of the players individually have such cool stories and you know maybe for Javon Hargrave second year playing the Chiefs maybe he actually gets past them this time so that'd be nice too <laughs> uh, she shouldn't have a rooting interest but who you like in the game I think she likes San Francisco uh, well I feel like the Chiefs will probably win but I'm picking San Francisco because I want mm. them to win. Like I, 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 for some reason, just have like I'm pulling more for San Francisco just because it's different. Oh, okay. it's a win-win situation for you. It doesn't matter who wins. You win. Colleen wins. <laughs> I'm the winner here. I like that. That's great. Yeah, doesn't matter to me. Promote what it is you guys will be doing out there uh, in Vegas for the week. The NFL Network going to be out there. Colleen's going to be out there. Uh, what will you be doing? Uh, I will be all over the place in Vegas, not gambling, um, right. hanging out, but I'll be in stadium uh, doing stuff on game day, NFL honors. You can watch that show. That'll be fun on Thursday night. I'll be doing red carpet for the first time ever. And I have like uh, 15 inch heels. So probably going to break Ooh. an ankle. Who knows? <laughs> who did Sam? Um, who did Sam get you a dress from? <laughs> uh, retro fat um right. a lot of sequence a lot of feathers guys is ed is ed gonna be on the is ed gonna be allowed on the red carpet too ed's bringing a tux what nice, <laughs> nice. i love ed a book ed uh, right now oh, yeah. i mean seriously and sam <laughs> and sam will arrange it don't worry you can talk to sam after this all right, well, uh, we'll see you out there. It's going to be a fun week for everyone, a busy week for everyone. But uh, Colleen Wolf, NFL Network host uh, with us. We appreciate it. We need to do this more often. We are coming up to your house. We are going to clean out that garage, okay? That is awesome news. I'm so happy about it. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I'll see you in Vegas.
A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Oh, I remember 1975, we were all excited. The bicentennial was right around the corner. Everyone was focused. 200 years, and then all of a sudden, Miller Lite sparked a new debate. Great taste or less filling? Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Mike, I have a confession to make to you. So next week, we're going to be out in Vegas. You're going to be out in Vegas. And we'd love, obviously, to have you on at some point in time. But it's a busy week for everyone. So we haven't set that up yet. We haven't scheduled that yet. I know Stugatz is actually going to be on your show on Tuesday. That's been set aside. That's been scheduled. I don't know if you know that, but I know that. I do know that. I do have my schedule. Okay. So we have to figure out a time. Very excited for that, by the way, Mike. I mean, yeah. yeah. That makes one of us. Well, I'm available, Mike, if you'd like me. But so anyways, we're trying to set up a time that we can have you on. But I uh, I got an email that was from <laughs> Tackle Diabetes. Yes. And I, yes. I was trying to surprise you by booking you through Tackle Diabetes because I figured we want to talk to you anyways. This way, we get to talk to you, and you're getting paid by some other person to do it <laughs> with us. So we own. kill two birds with one stone, and you'd have yeah. to do all of your Tackle Diabetes reads on it. But unfortunately, the schedules are not going to line up for that to happen. Oh, That's too bad. Yeah. Billy, I just got an avail. Maybe this schedule will work out because I got an avail through beef jerky. So I mean, No, I no beef jerky. <laughs> I'm, joking, there, I'm joking. There could be some, uh, Sugarland vodka. Uh, oh. Maybe try it a little yeah. Okay. Sugar, diabetes. I mean, yeah. we're uh, the Golick family. We're back in a, a birthday uh, style sipping cream. Hell yes, we are. Nice. Mike Golick is with us. Uh, Gojo and Golick. Check it out every morning, 8 to 10 a.m. on the DraftKings Network, wherever you get your podcast. Golick and Smetty. And he is calling the Super Bowl in Las Vegas for Westwood One. Big time. Mike Golick. That is awesome. Who are you calling the game with, by the way? Well, it'll be this will be my third year. I am, again, on the sideline. In the booth is... Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner. Right. Uh, and myself and Laura Oakman are on the sideline. Nice. I will be on the sideline like an analyst, and Laura Oakman will be on the sideline like a true sideline professional, getting storylines, injury reports, and all those type of things. And I'll be more like an, an on-field analyst while Kurt's in the booth. So I had said, you know, through my years at ESPN where we went to the Super Bowl every year, I think this is like my 28th Super Bowl I always left. I never stayed for the game. I had opportunities to stay for the game. And I said, I don't want to stay for the game, you know, because I, I'm jealous of these guys. I'm getting out. I'm not going to lie. I like watching the commercials and I like watching it from my couch. Sure. But now having the opportunity to work the game, you know, to be actually involved in the actual broadcast of the game, it's been great. I loved it. I mean, I absolutely love doing it. 
Uh, and down on the field is something I'm not used to. I'm not used to doing the sideline stuff. But as I said, it's a little more like an analyst. So I'm enjoying that a lot, being right down with the players. And, I mean, I'm down there for the halftime events. So yeah. it started with, you know, uh, 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 Eminem and, and, and Snoop and Dre, Dre and all those guys, you know, and a couple of years ago at SoFi to last year with Rihanna to this year with Usher and also singing the, I guess, God Bless America is going to be Post Malone this year, who's a big sports guy. His dad either still does or did work for the Cowboys. So I'm going to look and try and, you know, see if I can, you know, chat with these guys like I did when I was at SoFi, talk with The Rock when he came off the field. So it's kind of cool being on the field with all the stars that are down there. And if Kansas City, obviously they're there. If they win after the game, we do a bunch of interviews. And being a partner with the NFL, Westwood One, we get a lot of one-on-ones. Hmm. How great would it be doing a one-on-one with Travis Kelsey arm-in-arm with one Taylor Swift? Oh, that would be great. Do, huh? Yeah, look at you. You're glowing. You're rooting yeah. for that, aren't you? I mean, you can't, you're not rooting for well, anything. No. You're part of the broadcast team, no. right? We know. Right? It, it, again, if it comes to that, then then great. If not, so be it. But no, I knew you right. were I'm not rooting for any side. Yes. <laughs> I knew you were a Swifty, Billy says. <laughs> no, Mike's the Swifty. I, I right. enjoy her music. I wouldn't consider myself a Swifty, but uh, I've, I've enjoyed watching this, and I've kind of – jumped on the football people who have a problem with this. I mean, get a life if you got a problem with this. Come on. Yeah. Where where would you where would I guess meeting Taylor Swift and possibly having her like near you in an interview with Travis Kelsey, where would that put you in terms of career achievements that you've done in the eyes of your family members not yourself like right, where right. would your family well, rank right, that he's a hall of fame broadcaster it, i mean <laughs> it would be right up there because again they all, they all mm-hmm. went to the concert in uh was it in i think it was in vegas uh, mike went Taylor to multiple Swift. right mike went to multiple yes but mike sydney jenny jake and chris all went out there. Ben and I stayed here in Arizona. This was last year. So we baby we were babysitting Jackson, Jake, and Jenny's son. Um, somebody had to watch the kid. We weren't taking him to the concert. So we stayed back. They went. They they love it. Like I said, I'm a fan of hers. But if I were to, you know, mix and mingle a little bit and chat with her, yeah, that would be big in their eyes. Yes. Mike, if I told you 10 years ago, because the NFL, they always sprinted away from gambling. They yes. never wanted to talk about it. Al Michaels took it as far as he could possibly take it in the booth. But if I told you 10, 15 years ago, hey, one day, the NFL, and Mike, you know the commissioner, you know all these people. Yeah. If I told you one day in the future, we're going to play a Super Bowl in Las Vegas, you would have told me what. Oh, I said you're crazy because the NFL is is so stodgy, you know, that they weren't going to do this until, like every company in America, for-profit company, uh, people who own things and want to make money, when you figure out it's a, it's a revenue stream, and oh, by the way, a gigantic revenue stream, you know what you do? You figure it out. It wasn't many years ago, Tony Romo wasn't allowed to do a fantasy draft in Vegas, it wasn't even going to be at a casino, but it was in Vegas, so he couldn't do it. To now, we're going to have every professional team except for an NBA team. Once uh, the Oakland A's move there, obviously you have the Golden Knights, you have the Raiders, you have the Aces in the WNBA, and I'd imagine at some point we'll get an NBA team there as well. So 
And and the thing that I got a kick out of is all the the pundits out there. Oh, we can't have pro professional athletes in Vegas. Next thing you know, the games are going to be fixed. It's, just stop it. I mean, it's it's you just sound stupid when you say stuff like that. Here's what I don't get either. Like me working for Westwood One and working the field for this game. Yep. I'm not allowed when I'm there to go into a sports book. I can go into the casino, hmm. but I can't go into a sports book. Huh. The players, not not any Fortin players that are going to be there, but the players on each team, and by the way, both teams are staying about 25 minutes out, out, away from the strip, but if they wanted to, the players are not even in the game, are not even allowed to walk in to a casino. Huh let alone go play blackjack or something, which I find unbelievable. The league can make billions now. We, The league has decided they have done a complete 180. This is no longer taboo. We can make billions of dollars. But you as a player, you can't go in there and play one hand to blackjack because you're in, <laughs> playing in the game. Crazy. I mean, it yeah. just sounds just ridiculous. Yes. Uh, so what's your strategy going to be in terms of the sports book? Uh, give your bets to Chris, have her make them. I mean, what, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, I don't want to admit it publicly, but, you know, you find a way. No, I'm kidding. I, you can't. You know, you're calling the game. In, in, in all honesty, I, I have never been a big sports book guy. Anyway, you, you listen, I talk about gambling all the time. Yes. But I am I am basically blackjack and slots. That right. That's what I do. I have never been one to go sit in a sports book or and and do that kind of thing. So that that was never a big issue when they said, "Oh, you can't go in the sports book." I'm like, "I don't go in there anyway." So, I don't care. It's fine, but you know, don't don't keep me off the blackjack table. Uh by the way, we have a big surprise for the audience and a big surprise for Mike. I'm not even certain Mike Golick knows the news that we're going to unveil to both him and the audience at the end of this interview, but it's oh, but boy. it's big. Okay. Okay. It's a, All it's right. A great I way to kick tease. off our week. It's a great way to kick off our week next week in uh <clears throat> okay. in Las Vegas. Yes. Love uh, that. But Mike, before we get to that, I want to just a couple of football things here quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um the Seattle Seahawks hire Mike McDonald. What can you tell us about him, Mike? Oh, Mike McDonald, I mean, is is one of those if it almost like you go back to the Dick Vermeil days of sleeping at the facility, this guy is a tireless, tireless worker. Again, he's 36. But the play, the respect from players, when you hear players talking about him and what he puts into uh, his game plans every week is very, very impressive. So I, I love what he's done. It's another one of these young uh, you know, coaches, but think about the switch they made there. You went from a guy literally half the age of who was the coach. Pete Carroll is 72 years old. Mike McDonald is 36. So Shane Waldron was the OC there, but he went to Chicago. So, and all these guys, even though they're 36, 37, they have a list of who they want to fill those positions. Uh, so we'll see where Mike McDonald goes there, but that's going to be the most important hire that you look at is who he picks on the offensive side. But love the guy. Love what he did in Baltimore. Always a domino effect, though, guys. Now, what happens in Baltimore? To me, the best thing to do is hire from within. Don't change the scheme. You had most sacks, best scoring defense, tied for most takeaways. You don't want to mess with that. So I would hire from within, say, maybe an Anthony Weaver, the D-line coach, an assistant head coach, someone like that, to take over as defensive coordinator um, and, and just kind of keep that ball rolling. Uh, Mike, what the hell is happening with Belichick? I, I don't I don't get it. I mean, well, oh, I get it. I mean, listen, he he was successful 
lost Tom Brady. While he's still going to go down as the GOAT or one of the greatest ever, um, he he lost his quarterback, and being the coach and the GM, he now couldn't put it back together, right? So that's what you're it, – it, when you're looking to hire someone, do you look at what they did seven years ago or two years ago? Right. You know, and so it's the old, what have you done for me lately? Not right. to say that he still couldn't lead a team, but you've got younger coaches out there, you know, uh, uh, bringing in fresh ideas, you know, dealing more with the younger players. And everybody keeps talking about the Belichick way. Is that going to work if he goes somewhere else and just boom, instills that? What are players going to think? Because you would go to New England to play for Bill, no matter what, because even if it was, boy, that's a, that's a tough place to play. But if you knew a ring was coming at the end of it, you deal with it, right? But if you don't know that, if you're going, say, it was Atlanta or wherever, then you might be a little less hesitant. I, I'm not as surprised. I will be surprised if he's done. So maybe this is his gap year. And then he goes next year, and and somebody does take a chance and hire him. It seems like Jerry Jones wants to pull the trigger so badly, Boy. and if he does it, the Eagles will. I mean, I mean, Jerry Jones <laughs> can can he ever not stop talking about the possibility of the next coach of the Cowboys when he has a coach? And I and I love Jerry Jones's line too. We're all in this year, so you're telling me you weren't all in last year or the year before? I mean, all we hear out of you is you're all in. So, you know, don't hit me with that. You know, I'm numb to that saying. But he loves talking about potential head coaches when he has a head coach. Yeah. Mike, I don't know how we made it this far into this journey. We're three seasons into God Bless Football. And somehow, and I don't know what happened, if you sat on something or whatever, but the monitor behind you has just been flashing up Bible verses. So it seems as though you're taking the God bless football quite literally this week. I have no idea. This is one of those. I have it on the, the Gojo and Golik uh, thing. And then yeah. for, I thought I set it up for it to be on a while, but it, then it went off. Uh, and it's one of is these. Is that like smart... a screensaver? Yeah. It's like, no, it's not mine. It's one of these smart TVs that just goes to something. Now it's showing mountains and stuff and oh, I don't it's know, beautiful i mean uh, it's yeah. very nice but i don't know why the the the, <laughs> the scripture things are coming up i have no idea i don't know what yeah i have god no clue god bless. yeah god well bless i guess football. That's god god bless my monitor i guess huh <laughs> yes god bless football I'll get you out of here in a second uh tom brady is hell-bent on being the best analyst of all time uh do you think he could pull it off and what happens to greg olson because olson came out and said hey I want to call the biggest of games. And so now people are speculating maybe Olsen goes to CBS. I don't even know if he can. Do you think Brady's going to be great at this? And what happens to Olsen, who, by the way, Mike, might be the best analyst I've ever seen? <laughs> Olsen is great. Uh, yes. him, and, him and Kevin Burkhart do a great job. So um, what happens to him is he goes no lower than number two at Fox. Uh, CBS says Romo, they're paying him 18 mil a year. Are we expecting that to go away? Even though Romo got a lot of criticism this year, I get it, but there's still a contract for $18 million. So unless Romo says, I'll forget all the, the years on this and the money and just go play golf, he ain't going nowhere. ABC obviously has Aikman. Um, NBC has Collinsworth. And Amazon has Herbstreet. So nobody's going anywhere. They're all making 10, 17, 18, whatever million dollars a year. And you know in this business that if you're one of the greats, which Tom Brady is, 
you're going to get whatever job that you want. This has gone on for years. People, people don't act, don't, don't be go like, oh my God, why are they doing this to a guy that's doing so well? This happens all the time, yes. whether it's in the booth or whether it's in the studio. If a Hall of Fame greatest type player ever retires, they get the job they want. And then what happens is execs cross their fingers and hope they're good because it has happened over the last couple of decades where that has gone on and those players have not either have not done well or decided they didn't like the profession and had enough money to not do it. So it went by the wayside. So, yes, it's a gamble. I will say this about Tom Brady the same way as I'll say this about how I think Mike McDonald will do as a head coach uh, or how Brian Callahan will do as a head coach or how Dave Canales will do as a head coach, I don't know. I have no idea. These guys were coordinators, now they're head coaches. I don't know how they're going to do. Tom Brady's going to go down as the greatest quarterback of all time. He is used to preparing his his ass off. Remember, he was a sixth-rounder. He wasn't a first-rounder. He was a sixth-rounder. Clawing and scratching, didn't get a chance till Bledsoe got hurt. And then his meticulous preparation helped him be to where he is now. And he's doing the same thing. Because when I've been on the road for Westwood One doing games, I have heard others in the industry say, while Tom is talking to people and doing his research, he is also sending his people out to games just to watch the process and then talk to him. So he has tentacles out there trying to learn everything. And that's not shocking. But then you have to put it all into one package, right? Yeah. Now it's how much information, what information, in the cadence of a game, in the uh, uh, prescribed amount of time so you're play-by-play. Can get, you know, it, it's just learning something new. Do I think with his preparation and his his smarts and everything, he'll be able to do it? Yes, I do. But overall, I do not know. Uh, but I, I, If I were a betting man, I would bet he is going to be good. But it is getting a lot of news because Greg Olson is great at this, and Greg Olson will not have a top spot in football next year. And you know who knew that more than anybody else? Greg Olson. Greg Olson yes. <laughs> knew that was going to happen. He sees the landscape of the other networks as well. Yep. So it's just it's it's it may happen again at some point when one of those others is done, but it's not going to happen right now. Uh, so many great points by you, Mike, because you know Brady's going to be prepared. You know he's going to put yes. the work in. But until yep. you step into that exactly booth right. and you have to go live and you have to do it yep. with a partner that you never worked with before, you just don't know if it's going to be. Yes, you, you don't. You do not know. There, there's, yeah. there are obviously nuances within the booth that he's going to have to learn. And like I said, all signs point toward. Just like with each coordinator, you could point to signs on why he'd be a good head coach, but then you never know. Right, Mike. Who's uh, who's the worst partner you've ever worked with, and then the best also? Hmm. Probably Stu would be the worst. Thank wow. you. Uh, no, not Greeny, huh? I, I, I am not going to say who the worst is. <laughs> the, the best. The, uh, listen, I've worked with a lot I'm of... I'm teasing about Greedy. I, I saw the wows I, there. I mean, they went to the Hall of Fame together. They had the biggest yes. show in America. We, we, we know he's, he is extremely talented, so yes. we're just having some fun there. Right. Um, probably the best I ever worked with on TV was... Uh, and, and I've worked with some really great ones. This isn't to slight everybody else, but Mike Tirico. I mean, Mike Tirico could could walk into any booth in any sport and call a game today. 
Right. I mean, he's just he is just so smooth and flawless with what he does. And I worked with him, and and, and I had a lot of one-offs with people, so it's tough to put them in a category when I just have one-offs with them. But I worked with Mike a few times. And now on radio with Westwood One, I've gotten a real good flow with Ryan Radke. We have a good chemistry. We have some fun. We, you know, we get some laughs in as far as the game is concerned. I'm really, I'm really enjoying my, my time with him. Okay, so he gave you the best, Billy. You're looking for the worst still, yeah, right? So, yeah, curious. I guess it's him. me, right? I'll take it, Mike, because no, you don't want to say your name. It, I know. It's not you. I got a few out there. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I'm sure if you ask enough of the play-by-play guys over the years that, that I would come up to them as maybe one of the worst right. <laughs> that they worked with. So who knows? No, no one would say a bad word about you, Mike Golick. Not a yeah. single person. Maybe not uh, to my have, face, but. <laughs> we're, we're looking forward to seeing you in Vegas yep. uh, next week. We do have a big surprise for you because okay. we appreciate everything that you do. Billy and I will do our best to stay away from this, okay? But we are going to kick off Super Bowl week next week, Monday or Tuesday, with the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, who's going to sit down with you, Mike Golick, for a good 15 minutes, and we are going to have him four or five days before the Super Bowl kicks off. And Andy Reid is doing this. He's certainly not doing it for me, Billy, or Mikey A. He is doing this strictly for you, Mike Golick. So... I always appreciate uh, when you guys get him. And I know, basically, I know you're not getting him unless I'm doing it. So, I mean, I I understand that as well. So, let's just get the ground rules right now. Is it just me one-on-one, or are you going to be involved where I'm going to have to worry? So, me and Billy are going to be there. Mikey A will be there. Uh, Billy and I, listen, we're fine. We know you don't like to ask the tough question. So, Billy and I will ask them for you if you want. I will ask the tough question about football. (laughs) I won't ask the stupid question about non-football. Because I know somewhere in the back of your guy's mind, you're going to have a Taylor Swift question. No. You know? Oh, yeah. I do I have a retirement out. question, though. <laughs> that's a, a retirement? Oh, that's right. That has been the thing. If he wins, he's going to retire, and maybe Bill will take over the Chiefs. I mean, I'll ask it for you, Mike. I'll ask it. I'll ask it, okay? No, I, I would have, have a feel-good with him, okay? I wouldn't have yeah. no problem asking okay, that Okay, so then you that's, ask that. That's not okay. a hard then question. I, then I have Taylor Swift questions. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll say, I'll say this. I, I saw that Tom Brady had asked him a Taylor Swift question because he sat down with Tom Brady, <laughs> and he told a story about he actually knew Taylor Swift before Travis Kelsey because uh, of the really? fact that he was in he was in Philadelphia and apparently well, he, knew, for you. he knew Taylor Swift's dad so he had met her prior to that going back to like Tennessee or something so apparently they did actually know each other yeah. he had met her before the Travis Kelsey situation well yeah she grew up in 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 in, in Pennsylvania I know uh who I work with at Westwood one and at DraftKings Ross Tucker yeah. who does a great job out there grew up in the same town as her family, her and her family. And uh, he knows her, her dad very well now. And I guess she was there till about 14 or 15 until she went to, to Nashville. So that's not shocking that Andy, that Andy Reed knows, knows the father as well. So yeah, that's, that's good conversation stuff right there is what mm-hmm. that is. All right. So we also probably, learned. Yeah. yeah. We learned from, yeah, Ross should probably get on. Probably try to get him he's on, doing. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, he's wasting on, his right? time. I don't know what he's doing. Something. Anyway, get someone from the uh, Swift family on. How about exactly He's got right. the numbers. I don't. Anyone. Exactly. Kelly you know Swift, me. Andy Swift, Bobby Swift, who cares? You know Andre me. Swift. You know me. Exactly I'm always right. trying to get, I'm always trying to get people on this show. So, I mean, you know me. No, we just use your name to get them on. That's Yeah, that's okay. I understand. I've given you the, I've given you the naming rights, you know, consideration. We're going to be on our best behavior ish. with Andy. Yes. Yeah, we, no, no, why, why would you lie to me? Right. I mean, seriously. I well, it's funny. Ish. 
Think it's they're lying to themselves, Mike. The yeah. media yeah. relations guy asked me, he said, in about 15 minutes, how many questions for Golik? How many for Stu? How many for Billy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we're just there to guide it along, man. <laughs> all, all I know is all I do at the beginning of interviews like this is the first thing I say to Andy is, I'm sorry for what's about to happen in the next 15 minutes. <laughs> he wanted to do this for you, Mike. He's great to you. You've been oh, great to him. Oh, he is. And then yes. you end up, you guys end up screwing my relationship. Uh, with no, these listen, yeah. this is the third time he's, he's come on with us. We true. haven't screwed it up yet. He, you I mean, know what? He's got a great, he's got a, he's fun. He's got a great personality. So we'll yes. have a good time with him. All right. That's how we'll kick off uh, next week in Las Vegas with uh, Golick and Andy Reid. I'm very excited for this. God bless football, Mike Golick. God bless football, Billy. God bless football, Mikey, eh? God bless football to the screen behind Golik that has God bless football on it. <laughs> there you go. What does it have on it now? What the hell is I that? I think it's Looks Corinthians like something. Psalm something. Yeah. We'll see you in Vegas, Mike. I'll right. tell Chris not to lose all your money. Okay? Oh, God. <laughs> From your lips. <laughs> we'll see you out there, man. It's going to be right, fun. See very excited for this, Billy. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are joining us. You and I watched a video of them eating wings and using Bounty. They are with us on behalf of Bounty. And, A.J., I'll start with you. What are you guys doing with Bounty? Um, I'm excited to uh, announce the partnership with Bounty. Devontae uh, is my wingman. You know, we count each other on and off the field. And uh, so, uh, of course, to... Yeah, we would love to, to make a connection uh, off the field as well with Bounty, you know, so I'm excited and I'm thankful for the partnership. Uh, Devontae, I have to be honest with you. I could watch you and AJ. You guys have great chemistry. You can tell that you guys are really good friends. I could watch you guys eat wings and use Bounty all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing at me, man? I'm serious. It was great. Great connection. <laughs> you guys should start a podcast together. That's uh, you know I've been thinking about it, and I think you guys should start a podcast <laughs> together. What do you think? Oh no, no, you can only talk about paper towels, though. That's that's the thing <laughs> in your podcast. Uh, Devonte, I am wondering. We have had countless guys from Alabama on this show. Jalen Hurts, your teammate included. Uh, they all tell us stories about being out on the boat with Nick Saban. Uh, they're out on the boat, and he's trying to throw them off some sort of raft. Has that has that ever happened to you? Yeah, um, it's not. It's it's fun, but it's not so fun because once you fall off, he just leave you in the water and just continue riding around. Did you worry about your safety or your life at any point? I feel like it's kind of reckless of Nick Saban, even though like if there's a coach that could have done it, it's Nick Saban because you know if he throws someone off and something happens, he has like six people at that position. They're just waiting to come in, anyways, right? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's scared. Were you surprised that Nick Saban uh, Nick Saban stepped down as the Alabama head coach? Um, yeah, it was kind of uh, surprising, but I mean, you kind of knew that eventually it was it was coming to an end. Uh, AJ, I learned watching that video that you rub grass on your uniform before the game. Why? Um, it's a way I try to connect with the end zone. Uh, when I first go on the field, I run from end zone to end zone. I get to the opposing end zone. I pick some grass up, even if it's turf. I pick some of the turf bees up and rub it on myself because uh, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to spend the most time at that day in either one of those end zones. So it's a, a cool little way I try to connect. 
AJ, how much of you pretending that you were going to go play baseball was real, and how much of that was just I need I need to get out of here? Like how much <laughs> yeah, of you yeah, tweeting, <laughs> "Hey Padres, come here, hey, I want to be Bo Jackson." How much of that is legit, and how much of that is like ah, Philadelphia is nice? That wasn't uh, it wasn't pretend at all. Actually, it was uh, I was in uh in the middle of negotiating, and uh, I was at, at a, like a little stale meeting, and I was like, "Hey, let's go play baseball," and you know we can do that, and so. You know, I kind of put that out there and started messing around again with baseball. And, uh, you know, notice I, I still had a good little swing, you know. So I said, why not? You look at, uh, like, what Shohei Otani signed for and say, you know what? Maybe, maybe I should have tried out for the Padres. Maybe <laughs> $700 million. I mean, maybe sure. I should have done that. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, AJ, if I gave you one year to prepare, one year to prepare, how many home runs do you think you could hit in a baseball season? You gave me one year to prepare. Yeah, one year to get ready. Uh I'll say like five. I'm not going to say no crazy number. I'll say like five. Five home runs, huh? Mm-hmm. That would pay you. It might pay you more than what you're getting paid right now in the NFL to Billy's boy. Jeez. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt that too. I doubt that too. Why would you think that? I, they pay. I mean, they pay ridiculous amounts of money to baseball players. They do. They do. It's ridiculous. Uh, guys, were you surprised? Like, what were your thoughts? And Devonte, I'll start with you. Uh, what were your thoughts towards the end of the season? Uh, the season did not end, obviously, the way you guys wanted it to. You went to the Super Bowl last year. You had a good chance of winning that Super Bowl last year. You guys played great uh, for most of the beginning of this season. And then it kind of fell apart at the end. Uh, what did you make, Devontae, of all the talk about Nick Sirianni and maybe he wouldn't be back as as the Eagles head coach? Now he's going to be back. But what was going on in your mind at the time as the season wound down and all that conversation started? Uh, I think it was just people and just upset at what was going on. Um, I don't think it was ever going to, you know, happen. But um, Nick Nick's a great coach, a great teacher. So, you know, we wouldn't be we're, we're without him. Um, you know, the success that we've had, you know, the first uh, three years, although that last year didn't end right, but um, you, you can't go against what he's done for the organization and where he's got us. Uh, AJ, it was odd for anyone to have that conversation considering that that coach led you guys to a Super Bowl. I know the players had a lot to do with it, obviously, but odd that that coach led you to a Super Bowl a year ago and a year later, people are talking about letting him go. That's crazy, right? Yeah, it's kind of it's, it's just kind of how this city is, most importantly. You know, uh, it just stay up and down, they ride the way. Um, but uh, like the bunch of say, he's a great coach, a great, great teacher, a uh, great person, most of all. Um, and, um, we respect them, man. So, all right, guys, on the way out here, and we appreciate the time. We really do. Uh, please tell us once again, uh, either of you, Devonte or AJ, uh, what you guys are doing with Bounty. No, we can sit ourselves wingman. Um, you know, we definitely need each other to do the things that we need to do. And um, you can't have football without wings, and you can't have wings without Bounty. What's your go-to order for wings, Devonte? Lemon pepper. Mm. AJ. Uh, Buffalo, like mild or hot. Uh, all right, we blew it. We should have just talked wings with you guys. Yeah. We, we apologize. It's our fault, not your fault. <laughs> it's totally on us, yeah. man. We suck, okay? Thank you. <laughs> you getting ready for Super Bowl week? What's happening there? Yeah, it is, uh, it's been busy. It's a lot of setup, a lot of getting the schedule ready to go, party showings, media row, um, all of it, all of it. Um, and it's in Vegas too, so there's some interesting stuff. Like I'm going to an event like Top Golf, um, so that's gonna be pretty cool. And then I, apparently I'm, I'm doing like some 
some stage appearance and I'm hyping up the crowd for some DJ. Um, and so then I'm sitting in the booth for like an hour, stuff like that, meet and greet. So a lot of, a lot of wild stuff that happens during uh super bowl, but it's, it's all a good time. It's all jam packed. I'm usually exhausted by the end of it and ready for it to be over, but it's only one week of the year. You want us to tag along or on anything? <laughs> he, 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 he does not. He did not say that in any way. <laughs> I asked him. I, did, I didn't suggest that he did. I was just asking if he wanted us to, that's all. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm already going to have my crew with me, so you know we'll, we'll have we'll have enough there. That, but I appreciate you wanting to tag right. along. <laughs> That's enough. Thanks. I mean, <laughs> Austin, Austin, how many I'm... things? How many things pop up on your schedule that you're like, "What I'm doing? What now? Like, what? What did you agree to for me?" So, yeah, that definitely happens. It definitely happens, and you know, it sounds things that sound good at the time. Where Madison, my my assistant, hits me up and she's like, "Hey, this is a paid opportunity. You want to go do this?" I'm like, ah, you know, I think about it for a little bit. Ah, why not? Let's do it. And then it just gets so bogged down during the day and it'd be like, oh yeah, you, you, you know, agreed to go stand for an hour at, you know, this random store out here off the strip and meet and do meet, uh, meet and greets. I'm like, ah, come on. But all right, put, put my smile on my face and let's go do it. Um, so it's, it's better to get it set up right now, like a couple weeks beforehand when I'm in a good mood and not as tired. And then I get into it and you just, I follow the, it's like, it's like following Google maps, you know, you just follow the blue line. Um, that's how, that's how it goes during Super Bowl week. Yeah. Austin, uh, I have a, just give us an honest answer. I have a question for, I'm wondering how many times a year you question why you're on with us every week. <laughs> how many I mean, this is this is the show where I feel like I can just enjoy myself, sit right. back, and we just talk. We just we, I get to kind of let loose. So, um, I, out of all the shows, this is like the last like structured like, hey, let's talk about football. Then let's talk about you know the coaching. Let's talk about Justin. And I get that so many times. So when we get on here, we talk about like stuff like this. Like this, this is what I look forward to. Like, By the way, awesome. we had a famous baker on. His name is Duff Goldman. Him and his oh, wife, yeah. they play instruments. And we asked if they wanted to form a band with the Ecklers, okay? And he's in. So if you're in, Duff Goldman is in. He's a famous baker from Baltimore. He was on with us because the Ravens face. lost. Yes. <laughs> so, by the way, I also think Eckler is a great name for a band. I do. Uh, Mel and I already got the band name Inevitable, so we might have to. Ooh. Wow, yeah, that's our band name, Inevitable. Okay. Um, so we might have to go back and forth on, you know, what the name would be. But hey, I mean, we're not opposed. Um, we need a lot more practice before we can, you know, agree to actually going on tour and, you know, maybe playing at your local pub. Um, but uh, before then, yeah, I mean, I'm open to it. I'm open. Hopefully, they got some with, with vocals because I can't sing. No, they're good. I the Goldmans are good. Yes. You don't know that. You've never heard them play. <laughs> I know, but he was talking about his jobs. I don't think Duff Goldman was lying to us. I mean, he had 19 instruments in his room, and you're right. I never heard him play. He had a stand-up was... bass, and he's got him singing. Oh, man. I was I actually going to ask. Oh, okay. I was going to ask, Austin, if you sang and if you're like a karaoke guy, but it seems like you're not. So I actually have a couple songs recorded on my computer that will probably never see the light of day. I actually oh, come did. on. It's funny that I actually recorded a rap for Mike Williams, um, and I posted it a while back. I don't know if you guys ever saw it. It's still on my Instagram to this day. Um, 
And it was a rap that I did for Mike Williams. He's got this brand called Holada, and I was just thinking about it on the plane, and kind of goes through it in the rap about you know, and it goes into the Holada. And uh, yeah, anyway, um, no, we haven't heard it. I promise you, Billy is finding it though right now. I mean, I'll Billy, track please. it down. <laughs> yeah, it's on my Instagram if you want to check it out. Um, it was it was just something I was trying out. You know, one night it was an off season day, and uh, you know, you get bored, like ah, let me try this. You know, and I uh, put a little song together, put it on a beat, and then made it, produced it myself. Are people uh, are people pulling you uh, in a thousand different directions? Are you getting like a million requests for tickets, reservations? Where should I go? Where do I stay? Is that happening? Yeah, I've been really hyper focused. Though. I want to I want to absolutely monetize um, this week that's coming up. Um, but then I also want to be smart with just my time and making sure that okay, I have a couple projects that I'm wanting to push during during Super Bowl, and that's experience, um, and then pro athlete ventures. My my um, content series that I'm starting. Um, and so I want to be in situations where I can get some value from promoting those things. Um, and that's where really what it comes down to. Okay. Is this lucrative as far as making money? And then also, can it also give me exposure in, you know, the field that I want to get exposed to? Cause I can go part, do all the parties and stuff like that, but I'm like, sure. I'm not interested in that. I'd rather go to a, um, a networking event, a networking dinner somewhere else and meet some people that could be potential investors in, in my, in my app and things like that. So do you, do you go to Vegas shows at all? Yeah, I've been to a couple of Vegas shows. I think we're actually going tonight because uh, my fiance Mel, she has some friends in the dance scene. And so they're connected to like we went to Shania Twain because she had one of her friends that danced for her. And we're going to a different band, I believe, tonight. Um, and then we'll every once in a while we'll go to one of the like she has people that she knows that dance in the Circus Soleil shows. So we're, we're connected to some some fashion to those. So we go check them out. Billy, are you doing anything with the Blue Man Group in Vegas? No, they're all booked. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. What's your favorite show, Austin? I well, it's funny you say the Blue Man Group. That was one of the strangest shows I've ever been to. Uh, <laughs> Billy loves them. I mean, it's a good time. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's odd, but it's fun. It's so odd. It's not like over the top odd, but it's odd. Um, yeah. They they always keep it moving. They keep it entertaining. But yeah, it's definitely odd. My favorite show thus far um, is probably their newest one called Awakening. Um, they like tell a story and there's like dance and they have like all of these like like props and there's like people on stilts that are like creepy looking and it's like yeah it's it's really cool. I like it because there is a storyline to it. So it's right. kind of like watching like a, a almost like a play, you know. Um, but uh, there's there's some other ones that are out there. I know O. O is just so, like, all over the place to me. Whereas, like, there's a, this act, then there's this act, and then, like, there's no, like, rhythm to it. It's just like, here's something amazing. Here's also something amazing. And while something amazing is going on, there's some guy that's, like, sitting on the chair over here on fire. Or some guy is on a unicycle over here. There's all, it's just like, what do I look at? Um, well, that's I guess that's pretty cool, too. But, yeah, they do a great job with the shows out here. I have 18 shows for you to go to with me if you'd like to. Dead and Company at the Sphere. What do you think? I, mean, I was going to say, I have been to the Sphere, but I know you're going, you're going to Well, I'm band. going you too when I'm out there in Vegas. I'm going to go see that one night. And then 18, the uh, uh, Dead and Company announced an 18-show residency at the Sphere. Uh, so I'll be moving out your way for about six weeks in May and June. Uh, and if you'd like to come to a show with me, that'd be great. You're actually going to be living in Vegas for six weeks? I mean, I'm not going back and forth. No. I haven't told Levitard yet. I, I haven't told anyone on my show yet. This is the first Billy's hearing of it. I'm just announcing it right now, okay? Wow. Okay, yeah. I mean, if, if you're actually out here, then let's do it. Let's 
Let's go. Because yes. I, I got to get over there. I want to go see it. Are you signing posters? Is that what uh, what's happening behind you there? No, 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 no. So this is um, actually I was just doing a call with my my other team. And so this is our, our prizes for tomorrow's bingo night. So I'll sign oh, this. Wow. It's like a it's like a metal like frame that like, goes up on the wall. So if you want to come try your luck at bingo Friday night, check us out on xgames.com. Check us out. Wow. But Those are nice. Surprise, I just got them in the other day. So it's really cool what we're doing. So we do like bingo nights, poker nights, trivia nights. It's all free. Um, but it's just a way to get the community to interact. So I have um, Mike Williams, one of my teammates. We had, we're getting custom stuff for him. Jonathan Taylor, Boston Scott, Clay's Campbell, um, Keenan Allen. So we have we have a whole lineup of people where you come and compete for their assigned stuff in our Discord channel. So, Do you believe that Jim Harbaugh was starstruck upon meeting Justin Herbert? <laughs> Uh, I, I saw that. I saw that he said he was. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I could see it. Like, this is a guy who's had a lot of success. He's playing at a high level, just got paid, you know, $50 million a year for the next, you know, five years. It's like, dang, like, this guy has a huge impact, you know, out here in, in, in uh, Southern California. Um, and so I think there's definitely a, a, a respect level that was met. You know, there's pro- it's probably for both sides where it's like, hey, you guys just won the national championship. You have a lot of respect. There's a lot of hype around you. Same thing with Justin. So I'm sure it was uh, a mutual um, mutual just interaction of respect that was being met, you know, head on that hadn't happened before. Austin, there was a report earlier this week that Jim was going around and he was individually texting members of the Chargers and that if you didn't receive a text, it was a red flag. Now, I don't know if that's true or if it's not true, but begs the question, did you receive a text? Okay, well, first off, before I answer that, why is it a red flag? If and Who said it was a red flag if you didn't? Sounds like a guy that didn't receive a text. That uh, like, sounds like some reporter that's like, ha, like, if you didn't get it, oh, you know, that's raising a red flag. And then that went right. viral. Now everyone's like, oh, it's raised. But um, yeah, he did. Plus, you're not me. a member of the Chargers right now, Ooh. currently, right? So, on, so he, he I him. am a member of the Chargers oh, actually sorry. until March. I'm until sorry. March. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. So right. that's when you know, the new contract year starts. Um, but no, Jim texted me um, and just, you know, opened up his line if I ever want to talk. And I, you know, I let him know the same thing back to him as well if you ever want to talk about you know, the, the past season or, you know, I have no idea. I told him I have no idea where, you know, my future lies, but, um, you know, regardless, I'm rooting for rooting for them. Cause a lot of respect for that, for that club. And, you know, that's how I've come up. So I want to see the best for them unless I'm playing them. Um, and obviously if I'm playing for them, you know, hope we go do it, do everything. Um, but yeah, so yeah, he reached out and then, um, yeah, so I guess I got, I got past the red flag of whatever that you know, proclamation was. <laughs> right. How does that work? Is it like, hey, it's Jim Harbaugh? Like, how does? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Like, hey, it's Jim Harbaugh. How's it going? Wanted, wanted you to have my number and, and open up my line if you ever want to talk about anything. Um, you know, something just just something casual. Um, All right, not, nothing cool. forced. Yeah, right. yeah, still in play. I mean, that's exciting. <laughs> no Wait. doors are closed. No I, no, doors. I don't want you to reveal anything that you can't reveal. But did Jim indicate in his text that he would like to be Austin Eckler's head coach? I mean, he, he indicated that he had a lot of respect for my game. That okay? So no indication about being head, head coach or anything like that. Which I don't. I'm not sure that you know it's in his control yet. Maybe in the future, but. Um, they, I think they did just hire a GM. I saw that the other day. Um, yeah. 
I think he went oh. after uh, his brother's GM. <laughs> he yeah. messing around. Really <laughs> yeah, I think he got someone from the Ravens. <laughs> Ravens, nice. Yeah, nice. not messing around. Uh, so now Austin, they can start actually getting ready for the to actually set the team. I feel like I feel like they needed those two pieces. Okay, now they're probably hey, let's look at the coaching staff. Let's look at the current team. Who are we trying to draft? Who we want to keep? Who you know? That that conversation will start up now. Uh, I'm really interested in your answer to this. Um, what do you make of the NFL, who is making a gazillion dollars off of gambling money, not allowing the guys who are playing in the Super Bowl this week, they have to stay 15 miles in hotels, 15 miles away from the Strip. They can't enter a casino. They can't enter a sports book. What do you make of that? Yeah, I think just for the integrity of the game, um, the sports book portion of what you said makes sense. Like. I mean, there's no point of us even going in there, you know, um, so I definitely agree with that. And I know we've stayed in the the hotel. Actually, that's where um, that's um, that's where we've stayed before with the, with the Chargers um, way out there. It's like 45 minutes out by Lake Las Vegas. So right. I think that's just something that teams just do in general. Um, but look, it's the last week. We have these rules to continue to hold up the integrity of the game and not get guys in trouble betting and doing all this stuff. You know, you hear Every once in a while you hear these stories about, you know, people that, you know, were addicted to it or like who's the guy that, you know, from he was betting in college and did he had to have right. two accounts. And it's like, ah, so we, we can't have that. We cannot have that at all. It's just it's just not a good look for, for anybody, not even just, you know, non you know, athlete or for non athletes, too. It's like, OK, got to get under control here. Um but no, for the integrity of the game, I definitely think it's like, hey, put our guys, you know, away from all of this. There's going to be a ton of people in for the game. So there's going to be a ton of distractions there. If I'm on the team, I don't even want to be close to any of that anyway. We're trying to win the damn Super Bowl. This is everything we've been working for. So there's not even a chance in my mind. I'm trying, and then maybe after, like maybe after I might want to be like, let's go party. Let's go turn it up, you know, but um, right. before the game, nah, nah, they're fine. Austin, what do you think about if you let them? go to sports books and place bets, but you make the bets public. This way, if Brock Purdy goes in throwing a bunch of money on, come on, on come you're like, on. hey. I like that, I like that idea. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. All the bets are public. I like never, it. Never, never, because <laughs> you, you can never do that. You can never have someone who's actually, you know, affecting the game, betting on the damn game. <laughs> Who was the kid? Can you guys look it up? Because he lost money. I think betting on himself somehow. <laughs> he lost money. I, I don't even know. He controls the outcome. It's weird. It's uh, yeah. Awesome. What can you tell? Did you enjoy your experience with Kellen Moore? And what can you tell Eagles fans about Kellen Moore? Do they hire Kellen? Yeah, I believe they hired him to be their OC. I thought, okay, I, yeah, I didn't even know that. That might have been something that was new because I know they had like a um, an interview with him. Uh, but no, Kellen was, I thought Kellen was great as far as coming in, right, setting the tone as far as this is what we're trying to do, the philosophy, everything, all that made sense, was, I think, was aggressive when needed to be. I thought he was a solid coach. Um you know, there's things that he can and can't control, but um, he had he had a style to him. He, like, they, I don't know if it was because of the, you know, Brandon's philosophy, but he wanted to throw the ball down the field. That was just kind of what he he wanted to do, and maybe that's what he was doing with Dak before. Um, and so that was that was the philosophy he had, which I think fits in with the Eagles because they got guys that can go down the field and get the get the ball. You know, with um, with Smith and then AJ Brown, uh, AJ Brown, right? Yeah. Um, yep. And so, like, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. And you see, you see Jalen throwing the ball down to those guys uh, all the time. And so, I was like, that that sounds like a good fit uh, for that type of that type of philosophy. Absolutely. Do you have a rooting interest in the Super Bowl? Like, like, is there a friend you're rooting for in particular? Someone that you're really close with? 
Uh, yeah, I'd like to see Christian get one. Um, you know, we, we trained together from, from day one, um, of the, uh, of the recruiting process, going to the NFL pro day, all that stuff, um, training. Um, and so it would be cool just to see, just to see what him and just how he's continuing to play at a high level. Every time he's on the dang field is, is pretty special to watch. So would love to see him get himself one. Um, that's, I guess the person that I'd say I was, I was closest to that. I want to see, see win one. He's the best running back in football. Yes. Currently. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Just as far as well-roundedness can do it all, absolutely. There might be guys that are better in a certain category than he is, like Derrick Henry and his damn stiff arm, you know, like that. But it's like well-roundedness, like, I mean, Christian is 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 right now the best. All right, man. We're uh, we're excited to see you next week in Vegas. We'll spend a little uh, little time with you on our uh, on our DraftKings stage and. Uh, we're gonna have yeah. some fun, man. If you want to We're invite staying, us to anything, okay, feel well, free. Yeah. Let's let's clarify here because I remember last I'm year. Taking like three hours with you. I mean. No, no, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Last year we did the show. <laughs> and we we were at this little you know dinky car table that we just popped up out of the closet. Hey. Like, oh, okay, this is the show. That's cool. And no, he was pissed us. Uh, he was pissed at us, Billy. This is funny. <laughs> I come back after lunch, and all of a sudden, you guys got this you know, behemoth <laughs> freaking lights and cameras and the whole studio, and I'm like. How do I get that kind of treatment over here? Like, we've been doing the show for years, and I'm over here in the car table, you know, next to the yeah. closet. And right. now, all of a sudden, you got this huge studio and stage, and I'm like, dang. Like, you know, I thought you guys liked me having me on your show, but um, – We love you. Know, you. Yes. Okay, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out how I can get on that stage next. He time, wants but. to get on the main stage, Billy, like a stripper. We got to call him the main stage. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we have a lot more time on the main stage, and we will coordinate with your people to make sure that you are on the main stage with us. Uh, I'm just I'm just giving you. Shit. It's all. Good. No, you're not. Hey, if we gotta go to the card table, that's what we'll do it. You know, it's all. No, we're, no, no, no. We're 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 calling you up to the main stage, trip club style. Okay, it will be a great entrance for you, and all we're right. gonna coordinate this with Madison, and we'll get you on the main stage for a little bit. Let's okay, do let's do it. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Oh, I remember 1975, we were all excited. The bicentennial was right around the corner. Everyone was focused. 200 years. And then all of a sudden, Miller Lite sparked a new debate. Great taste or less filling? Miller Lite keeps it simple undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.